Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. My next guest is Kenneth Parid. He's a professional basketball player. Something I could never do. I always dreamed of being in the league, but all I can do is watch being in the league. He's with the Denver Nuggets, Brooklyn Nets, Houston Rockets from a span of eight years, from 2011 to 2019. He also spent time in China. We'll talk about that in part of his interview. Serial entrepreneurship is his this is his foundation. I like to talk about he's the founder of the Kenneth Fareed Hat Foundation, which stands for Humble, Appreciative, and Thankful. Kenneth is a video gamer. He stated, I got into gaming because of my dad and, weirdly enough, because of my mom. My mom and dad are both Xbox gamers. He's pretty good at it because at Fortnite and the charitable foundation, he was able to win $250,000 in prize money, which had to be used for a charitable purpose. He finished second and got $250,000, which launched his foundation, the Humble, Appreciative, and Thankful Foundation, which stands for HAT. Kenneth is definitely more than an athlete, like I teased him about earlier, because I saw him in the body issue with ESPN. <laughs> I guess he showed a little bit more of his athleticism, okay? Uh... Please welcome to the <laughs> conversation, my man, Kenneth Fareed. How you doing, Kenneth? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Uh, this is a great opportunity for me just as a person and as a man and to be up here with, I mean, no other than Rashawn. I mean, this this is love right here. Well, it is love because, uh, you know, I always like to bring individuals on like you because you can get stereotyped. And, and uh, you know, and when I say stereotype, you can get stereotyped for being a black man. You can get stereotyped for being a tall black man. You can be stereotyped being an athlete, which can come into play about your intelligence. Come to, That's all you can do. How do you deal with, I mentioned several. I've been a black man. I've mentioned being a tall person. I've been an athlete. Which one do you want to comment first being stereotyped? Because that's three of them. I know you get stereotyped on. Well... It's only because, of course, you know, my persona of my hair mm-hmm. goes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, people assume uh, is, hey, you're tall. You're you're also black. Right. Like, to, to be honest, <laughs> like, you're tall. You're black. You're 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 you got this athletic build about you, and you're handsome. So I, I'm assuming you you play basketball or football. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's pretty much um, the stereotype been my whole life, man. For me, I've been dealing with that, and I just take it with a grain of salt. Sometimes I like to play little games with people like, oh, no, nah, I'm not him. I'm act- I actually play lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, nah, like I'm, I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I actually play um, soccer. You know, I'm the goalie for um, Manchester United. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I just like to mess with people sometimes. But at the same token, it's a blessing and a curse. You know, um, you God put you on this earth and gave you these blessings, and mm-hmm. you either – you either use them to your advantage or you take it as, oh, why me? Why me? And I've never been a person who say, why me? I always say, try me. Right. You know, it's really interesting because of the fact that, you know, your athleticism, your build force you in a direction. And in some words, I, would, I apologize. I won't use the word force, but it tends to push you in a direction of expectations. You know, like, you know, when you when you're a smart person, intelligence isn't 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 written on your face, isn't written in your abs, isn't written in your height. It's just you have to show people that you're intelligent. Do you feel that because of your build that you 
you have to show people that you're more than an athlete, that you can do more, that you're capable of achieving things beyond the basketball court? Yeah, 100%. Um, but one thing my parents uh, was blessed to, I was blessed to, I guess, reciprocate when they was telling me back in the day because right. they told me a lot. So <laughs> it was one thing they always said, to use what you got to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And and I always wondered what they mean by that when I was younger. But as I got older and grew into the man I am today, I just understood it more and more. And mm-hmm. I'm 31 today. Uh, my parents used to, like I said, I was younger. They told me a lot. But now that I'm 31 and I understood what they meant, mm-hmm. hey, I have a chance here just because I'm tall and because I'm black and people see my athleticism and all that stuff to use that to my advantage. So I went to Moorhead State. Yeah, everybody expected me not even make it to the NBA, Mm -hmm. but I used it to my advantage. I said, hey, I'm here. I might as well keep going, graduate, Mm -hmm. get my education, show other people and my family, not just, like, I didn't really care about the outside world in the sense that the the public thought about me. Mm -hmm. I only cared about my family and what they thought. And it was, hey, I want to show my family and I have an 11-year-old now. I had her in my junior year in college. Her mm-hmm. name's Kyra mm-hmm. um, Faree. Mm-hmm. I wanted to show her, hey, just because daddy is in the NBA, mm-hmm. he doesn't mean you can't graduate, get your degree, become that that pillar of foundation from your family from not just a financial aspect, but a mental aspect because right. you have to be intelligent with the money. You right. can't just have it and go, oh, okay, I got money. Right. Let me just spend it foolishly. Oh, get this person a house, get this person a car, all this stuff. No, you got to understand that, hey, that wealth lasts you for that amount of time right then and there. You're making that much money because you're because of your talents and athleticism. But what are you going to do after? Right, right. But, you know, it's interesting, Kenneth, because, you know, I've been fortunate in my life, you know, because when you're in the entertainment, it's kind of like athleticism. Income can come in, 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 in large amounts. And sometimes you don't know what to do with that large amount. And sometimes it comes like, oh, I just get this, you know, I just lease this, you know, yeah. and but you don't think anything of it because guess what? You're able to buy it. You're able to purchase. You're able to live that lifestyle. But then, like you said earlier in your conversation, it's about longevity because you're not going to play forever. And that big check needs to needs to uh, go down the line at least 20, 30 years. That's the process, you know. But you're a young guy. You're 31 now. Now, this is where athleticism and then longevity comes into play. Because I know when I was 18, 30 was a long way away. 40, I couldn't even imagine 40. 50? Come on, dude. Really? We talking about 50? <laughs> so when, when when did the process of being 31 become a reality to you? Um, It just became a reality. Uh, this, I mean, this COVID pandemic hit. Right. You know, right. Um, mm-hmm. for me, I was in my 20s in the NBA enjoying life, having fun by the same token, just making a little smart investments here and there. Like right. my Manimal Elite, that's what I'm wearing right now in mm-hmm. the shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, my AU team made an investment in that. And that's through the, like you said earlier, Kenneth Free Hat Foundation. So it was, it was a blessing to be able to have that on my, I guess, a patch on my shoulder. Like, hey, this is something I've done. This is something I've built. And now, I guess, uh I believe it's nine years later. Yeah, nine years wow. later, about to be 10 years next mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. Nine years later, I still have it up and running. Every The kids are done a tremendous job of promoting the brand, mm-hmm. being part of the brand, and really understanding what the brand means. And that's just being a hat, being a hat, humble, appreciative, and thankful. 
Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest, I guess my biggest chip on my shoulder. I've always been humble, appreciative, and thankful for anything in my really? life. Really? Really? Really kidding? You've been humble? You've been humble? Now, I, 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 I got to stop you now. I, if anybody, just just start, just just Google the body issue, okay? See, that's why I got to stop him on his humble talk. See, I know for a fact. Oh, man. I, I know for a fact. See, I wasn't even going to go there, but he keeps throwing out the word humble. Well, you know I'm humble. I'm humble. I'm humble. Uh, uh, so how does that, because I'm just having fun with you, Kenneth, because you, you, I love you to death, man. You, we, we're talking, but I, I got to be able to slide this into the conversation because you did it. <laughs> You did it. I didn't. I didn't I force did. you to do it. Nobody told you, hey man, you want to be naked and then uh, have some people put some uh, hide a little basketball oh, on man. certain parts of your body and you jump up and down and we gonna put it in the magazine. How how that sound? Was that a hard pitch, Kenneth, <laughs> or was that a pitch that you just? Oh, I, I got this covered. Or you saw earlier editions? <laughs> you go, man, why they ain't picked me yet? How talk about that whole journey there, Kenneth? Because see. I know you did some again. You're in the NBA, something I can never do. You in the uh-huh. body issue, again, something I can never do. But talk about your humbleness in doing the body issue of ESPN. <laughs> okay. Well, it was, I guess it's not one of the, I guess I can't, I, I, I'm so confused right now. It's hard. It's hard to say, you know. Uh, I went out there. It was funny because my oh, my rookie year in the league, basically, mm-hmm. I saw the body issue and I saw ESPN, I saw the SBs awards and I saw all that beautiful stuff. And I said, hey, that's the body issue. And whoa, these people are really naked. I love to be naked. I love to be free. I want to do this. Like, I, it looks like art. So right, I right, didn't right. think of it as, oh, okay, yo, you have to be naked and you about to be basically showing all your stuff off. I yeah. thought maybe you be like naked, but you you're covered in certain areas. Right, 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 right. But no, you just free. And <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. I'm ready. Hey, I'm here. I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna be afraid. Mm-hmm. And it was the second year. Um they basically said, hey you we'll we'll love to have you. Um there's a lot of other players that's gonna be in it. Right. But all you got to do, all you have to do is just play, play in the playoffs. Right. Like, make, have your team make the playoffs. And that was my second year in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, mm-hmm. 100%, we're going to do that. Uh, <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm a, mm-hmm. whatever I got to do. And it was just so happened we made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We was the third seed. And we lost to the Warriors that year. But I guess I, I made a impact and the image for myself for the rest of my life. Well, you you did, Kenneth Fareed, you know, uh, but it's in a good way because it's part of your brand, you know, because, you know, Lord knows, you know, you, you was in your second year. So I know the players on the court gave you a hard time, a fun hard time yeah. out there when they were guarding you and all that stuff and warm-ups and all that stuff. So I know <laughs> they've taken care of you. But what I love about you, man, is that there is a position that people do in life where they stop themselves. They say they don't want to do something. They worry about what people think. And they and it's but it's all part of, of a brand build, you know. That's part of your personality. Like you said, you know, you're tall, you're black, you're hairstyle, you're a good looking guy. So that's part of being a I I I think it's just like being a model. You know, you are you you can be a model, you know, and that, that that's no doubt in my mind. But that's that's physical. Thank you know, you. Thank you, you. <laughs> you know, the thing about being physical, there's always a time 
limit on being physical. And so that's where we sit right now, you know, because of COVID and you went over to China and you and uh, to extend your basketball career. Because guess what? They write nice checks over in China, by the way, y'all. Okay. <laughs> and uh and so and so uh you now you're back home right now. What is it from a physical standpoint do you stand with your career? I know you still uh, stand in shape. Is it stand in shape to continue a basketball career or you're ready to move on? Um I'm staying in shape because I want to get back into the NBA, honestly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pushing myself and mm-hmm. doing things that pretty much got me there and just staying focused, locked in, not letting the outside distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, I had fun in my 20s pretty much, and it was it was nice. You know, I right. enjoyed it. Me going over to China was also a blessing. Um, most people wouldn't see it as that because of the fact that it did kind of stop me from Going to the NBA with the bubble and everything, it kind of halted me from that decision, even though I got out of it early. But COVID protocols and the way they were setting up things, they just mm-hmm. wasn't letting FIBA players in. Mm-hmm. So I just respected that and had to respect it. And I just put my ax pretty much to the ground and showed everybody why they call me Manimal and why everybody say, hey, this kid never stopped working. He's a worker. He's he's this, he's that. Like, he give it his all every time he step on the court. And that's truly who I am. And I just wanted to show everybody that and remind everybody that. And slowly but surely, it, people are going to see it. People are going to see it. Well, I, I have no doubt about it. But you've always been, had a life where, you know, you went the five-star athlete coming out of high school. You know, you Moorhead State, you finished your career as an all-time rebounder, broke, I think, Tim Duncan's record, all-time rebounds. And so, but uh, along with that, it's like, you don't let what people think. And I guess that's, that's the core of my interview with you, Kenneth, because, you know, not letting people put you in a box, letting, letting people limit you based on your capabilities. What drives you? Is, is, is the, what was instilled in you by your parents that drives you or just a natural level of competition that drives you? It's, it's honestly both. Um, my, father would, my father would say when I was younger, I would do things like he'd do things in the house with me and he saw me doing in the house with me and I just do it listen listen to him and pay attention and I'll probably get frustrated like I don't feel like doing this with you every day right but it was my it was my dad and Mm -hmm. at the same token it would translate to hey my cousins will come over and I would instantly tell them hey we waking up in the morning, we're going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when you get up in the morning, I don't want to hear you complaining about, like, why we getting up this early? Like, we're working. Mm-hmm. And then it turned to my father just know, knew every time around my cousin, yo, come on, push. I was pushing my cousins just as much as my father would say, hey, you got it. You got this, son. Just give it your best. Mm-hmm. But it would, it was never, my father was never as a, forcing me to do it. Right. He was always telling me, hey, son, I'm telling you to do this, to work out, keep your body in shape, because just you need it for life. Right. It's not because, hey, you want to be this superstar basketball player, this and a third. No, you need to just have your body in shape and ready for whatever for life. Right. And your mind, it's going to help your body, your body and mind will help each other. If you work your body and you work your mind, they're going to come hand in hand so you can think you can think on a go. It's going to help you for basketball later. You want to be an NBA player. That's what you keep telling me. Mm-hmm. So you got to sharp, not just your body, you have to sharpen your mind. So I will wake up 
with my cousins when they was there. Tell them, come on, let's work out. I'm all <laughs> hype. My father didn't really have to bring the energy. Then afterwards, I'm like, hey, I got to do crossword puzzles. But it wasn't crossword puzzles like your typical, hey, you know, kids get to find right, a word right. and this mm-hmm. and the third. No. I had to look at the crossword, look at the words on the side and read them. Right. Read the words and know how to spell the words. Mm-hmm. Then know the meaning and definition of the word. Then put the same words in a sentence. Right. <laughs> that drove me to go, you know what? When I got to college, I want to do speech communications. Absolutely. You know, the interesting thing about, we hear that a lot. I, like you at the beginning of the interview, I said, I wanted to be in the NBA. And then, of course, what? And you, you, you I want to say this real clean because this is a compliment to individuals who I encounter like you, who are living the dream that we watch on television. We admire the accomplishments. There's a limited roster space. There are guys in the G League who are trying to get in there. There are guys who are not in the G League trying to get in there. What made you or what enabled you to reach your dream of being in, able to play in the NBA, Kenneth Fareed? Um, the motivation of, like I said, my parents, honestly, my dad, him pushing himself, going to the way he, we lived in, he lived in Jersey City, mm-hmm. but every day from Monday to Friday, he worked for the union mm-hmm. in New York. He would catch the train, wake up dumb early in the morning just to catch the train to go all the way to New York to be at work at eight o'clock in the morning. Wow. And we'll work from eight o'clock all the way to, uh, I don't know, like five sometimes, mm-hmm. like six. But we working, doing painting jobs for the buildings that they was constructing. He'll help hang sheetrock and do all that stuff to mm-hmm. paint. It was, but he did do construction work. His main thing was painting, but he learned the construction part of it right. in order to make sure he did was able to build other things later in life and mm-hmm. handle other things at his own house that he owned. Mm-hmm. at the time so it was just amazing to watch him do that then my mom uh like she just been a battle in my whole life right she she got lupus when i was really young and ever since then it's been like a fight for her right to survive and mm-hmm. just see me grow into the man i am today and i've always said hey every rebound that i get in my life I'm hoping and praying that it just goes towards my mom another day towards her life. That's it. Just another day. Love it. And not even a, a week or a month. And I just went, it made me go after every rebound that same way because every time I'm out there on the court, my mom would just yell at me, Nard, that's your house. Nard, <laughs> Nard is my nickname. My middle right. name is Bernard. Uh-huh. So she, my father was... Bernard, uh-huh. she called me Nard. <laughs> right, right, so, right, right. Nard, you better go out there, get that rebound, stop playing. Uh-huh. Nard, that's your house. Don't let nobody get no rebounds. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh-huh. get, shoot no shots in your house. You better go in there, block that shot, rebound the ball, and run the floor. So, I mean, <laughs> my career is <laughs> there. It's just tied to, you know, tied to, it's tied to, you know, we always talk about motivation. We always talk about somebody instilling a constant, a constant mantra into your mindset. And if you keep hearing, I always tell people, especially with children, if children hear negative, then they will live a life of negativity. If children in your situation, they kept telling you what you could do and what you could not do. And that's what I hear. Keep keep screaming out of this conversation and screaming out in a good way, you know. And when I talk about you being more than an athlete, we got to go over to the gaming. And and I'm going to just tell you this, Nard, 
You know, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you know, is that taking me back to high school? Huh? Come on, now, come on, now. You know, black people they go give you a nickname. My nickname is Ricky. Okay, so uh, my nickname is Ricky. Okay, see, my, I know. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta call I you Nard. Okay, all right, yep. Kenneth. Respect, respect, Ricky. Okay. <laughs> and so when when I look at look at in 19, I was I was co-executive producing of the Jamie Foxx show. And I was in the writer's room, and they had a game on. They had a video game on, gaming on. And they, and they, and they, and I sat down. And I went, let me play. And, I, and then I, they, they handed me something. I, I want to say something because it was foreign to me. Because the guy next to me was able to flip. He was able to kick. He was to spin. He was able to blow torches. Right then, I realized I can't do this. So <laughs> I. I, the the be, ability to be able to manipulate these games and play basketball, play football, to play Fortnite. Talk about that journey of developing these talents, these skills, as a game gaming pro. Talk about it. Honestly, it's just my way of escaping from my environment. Right. I grew mm-hmm. up. I grew up in the hood. Like mm-hmm. I mean, like the typical hood story. Hey, this kid came from nothing and. Mm-hmm. He he didn't have no financial backing or real wealth, and he he still made it out. I mean, right. that's that's typically what you hear nowadays, and typically, us black people are the odds that we have to face every day. Right. So for me, it was either hey, the streets is calling you. You live right across the street. Well, right across the street from a park where a lot of murders happen, a lot of dead bodies happen. Mm-hmm. Then hey, you right there. You live right down. I mean, right upstairs from where they sell drugs at at the corner store right there. You live right upstairs from that. So, and then all these gang members, hey, you got Crips and Bloods all in your building. Right. And they all wanted you to join in. Hey, mm-hmm. represent us. Represent right. us. Hey, mm-hmm. you you part of us. We're going to protect you and make sure we got your back. Mm-hmm. And But my foundation is what kept me from going there. My mom, no, you can't go outside. My dad, Nah, that's not the that's not the environment for you. You don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. So, what is a kid to do? Okay, it's snowing, it's raining. You can't go outside <laughs> and go to the park like I usually do. Mm-hmm. I usually go to Weekway Park, mm-hmm. go go up the street where the court's at, and I'm playing there. Mm-hmm. Then I come back home. I'm dead tired. Dang, shirt was white. Now it's black. Mm-hmm. But you know, <laughs> yeah, hey, you gotta get it in. You gotta hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's raining and snowing outside. What else is there to do? You can't like you don't have the ex accessibility mm-hmm. of a gym mm-hmm. because you can't afford that. You can't mm-hmm. afford to go to a gym. You can't afford to have a gym membership. Mm-hmm. So you play video games. You sit back and imagine, hey, this is a world that's outside of the my outside world can be like, or this is a world where my life can be like. So I got into playing. Back then, it wasn't Matt, and it was game day for me. Absolutely. Back then, it wasn't 2K. It was NBA Live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was playing NBA Live. It was playing Madden. I was, I mean, oh, excuse me, I was playing Game Day. Mm-hmm. Then I was playing Resident Evil. <laughs> I was playing, right. Uh, right. I was playing, hey, I, outside of my environment, my father and them telling me, hey, this this game, because games didn't have no ratings back then. Right. <laughs> Grand, Theft, Grand Theft Auto. Like, yes, yes. I was playing yes. that. I'm like, hey, this will be where I live at. My <laughs> oh, nah. Right. right. I, could, I could be the person that's doing all the negative stuff and mm-hmm. all that stuff that's not supposed to be, like, that's going to get you locked up and not on the right path. Mm-hmm. I can be this person on the game. Right. So, mm-hmm. hey, 
I'm gonna stick to this. Right. And okay, hey, it's not just my parents making me play video games. Hey, you got to read these books and do this stuff too. So it was okay. I could read these books real quick, do all this stuff, uh, do all these words, keep learning, keep expanding my brain. Then, oh, let me go over here to these video games, cause right. I don't want to think about the outside world and what's really going on, right? And the negativity. I want to think positive and feel like I can control stuff. And that's Wait. what it does. It's a control thing. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it when you when I look at you, first of all, uh, I appreciate the. The humbleness, which is part of Hat Foundation's uh, narrative, being appreciative. I hear that in our interview. I hear the word thankful in that interview. You know, you you do represent that, and you represented all phases of Hat in this interview. And I think that with that being the foundation, how does your foundation work? Who are you focusing on helping with your Hat Foundation? And what's the future of Hat? Well, hopefully the future of Hat can be expanded to many of states. Yes, sir. Um, just, it's just basically to help the youth. It's help the youth through programming and not mm-hmm. programming of, of, oh, like, hey, you got to do this, listen to this, and be this type of person. No, it's programming of having fun, enjoying it, understanding that your knowledge can get you further than your athletic abilities ever can. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, at the end of the day, yeah, you can play hard and do everything possible to try to make it to that next level of the NBA or overseas, but it may not pan out for you or injury may happen, but we want to make sure that you got a scholarship and not just any scholarship, a four-year scholarship to a D1 school mm-hmm. to get your education first because that's what we care about here and Hat Foundation and it is about your education, right? about you going to that next level of education, about you graduating high school, a better person, not just man, not just female, because we have men and we lead boys, we have men and we lead girls. Right. Mm-hmm. Not just a man or a female, mm-hmm. being a better overall person, going out there feeling as confident as you were on the court, but in the classroom or just in the dorms. Because at the end of the day, our whole objective is to get you to D1 so you can make the world a better place and have a full ride and your parents don't don't have to worry about nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. All they got to do is worry about, oh, I got a little bit of money, I can come <laughs> see you. Or, right. hey, we got a little bit of money, you could come see me. Right. And that's what my parents had to worry about. And that's what I believe the, the youth should be able to pretty much having their hands. Uh, with, the, with the proper lane, with, with the proper opportunity, and that's what HAT's all about, giving you the proper opportunity. I know that I come from an inner city, six sisters, two brothers, so I know about what you're talking about. You know, I didn't, when I grew up, I didn't have video games. You know, I just, uh, I always tell people, you know, when I, we moved to a better neighborhood, but it was the same black people. It was the same experience when I walked outside that door. It was just a little bit better. And that was just my parents' desire, just to give us a little bit better, to seek a little bit better opportunity because they saw there were opportunities out there. And when I look at your skill set, I have Rick Fox on the show, and he was talking about he owned a gaming league. He was part of a gaming league, and he owned a game team, a team. And he was just talking about the value of these teams now. I know you won in Fortnite, you won this second place. Where does the future hold for you in that whole Fortnite and that whole gaming industry? Are you going to be built part of, are you going to own a team or going to be part of a league? What does it take you, Kenneth Fareed, a.k.a. Nard? 
<laughs> well, that's what we're building right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like I said, I see the future in the youth. Yes, sir. And the Hat Foundation is kind of that. Like, I'm looking for people to help give back mm-hmm. and not just because, oh, it's Kenneth Reed's hat. Yeah, but it's not for me. I don't see a dime from it. Only mm-hmm. thing I'm doing is just giving it back to the kids. Right. Like I, everything I that's everything I'm about. I I, I have five kids of my own, mm-hmm. three boys, two girls. So for me is, hey, I'm building them to understand that you gotta work your tail off mm-hmm. to reach your goals. But at the same token, make little make impact in the world. Don't just be a person who, oh make their dreams come true, all this other stuff, and be like, oh, I want to isolate myself from everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, give back. Mm-hmm. Continue mm-hmm. to build. Continue right. to be a great person. Build mm-hmm. your your name in the history books as, hey, Tyra Fareed did this. Kenzie Fareed did this. Right. Uh, the third, Kenneth, because I have a, like I said, mm-hmm. got a son, so the third, he's mm-hmm. the third. I'm the second. Right. My father's the first. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, the third, like you got the name, so right. you got it. You, you better, you got the brand. You, better you got sure the brand. You keep going. Keep going. So and then you know, Kina and Kyan. They, oh. I want, of course, them. Yo, y'all. Just because your brother got the name, don't mean y'all can't do the same thing. Y'all boys, all y'all boys. Build your legacy. Sure y'all go. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm more so on my girls than anything, because yo, y'all little girls. Everybody looking for y'all to be black little girls who just look for handouts and mm-hmm. marry athletes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then oh, just have plenty of babe like baby fathers or whatever. No, mm-hmm. y'all gonna be better than this. Y'all gonna yes. be smart, mm-hmm. educated. You could go be a doctor. You could mm-hmm. go be a nurse. Mm-hmm. You could go be freaking astronaut. Mm-hmm. Anything in this world, but you're gonna be educated for sure. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna have the, you're gonna be tall. So I'm gonna make sure you have the physical <laughs> body. To not be a little fat kid, because at the end of the day, kids nowadays just want to watch their iPad mm-hmm. and play video games because you can make money from it, a lot yeah. of money. But nah, you got to do everything. You got to play sports still, be active, mm-hmm. focus on focus on school. Of mm-hmm. course, school is first. Student athlete. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell my kids, you're a student athlete. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm building this video game stuff and. I got my kids who play video games, so mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, won't y'all incorporate your AAU team too? <laughs> and hopefully, you can take the whole AAU team. There you go. The, my there kids you go. and everybody. And I'm like, hey, you got a man and we league gaming now. There you go. I love it, man. <laughs> hey, Kenneth, man, uh, talking to Kenneth Fareed, man. My, my, he's the second. His son's the third. He's building a legacy. He's building a foundation for us. You know, we all need him. We all need a Kenneth in our life. And right now, he's sharing his story on Money Making Conversation. Kenneth, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation, sir. Thank you for having me, man. This is a great conversation. I, I love talking to you, man. You, 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 you can take a good joke, man. You can be teased, man. You, you understand who you are, man. You really are humble, man. And you are appreciative and you are thankful. Thank you for yeah. coming on the show talking about the Half Foundation, man. And uh, you, you, you won't lose me as a friend. I'm going to call. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm put me in that friend docket that you have out there. Uh, of course. Of course. You Ricky. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. No, my already, man. Already. Love it. Love it. If you want to see, if you want to see or hear any of my interviews with Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.